and ghouls. Hi, ghosts and ghouls. Welcome back. We are no fun scared. I'm Alexa. I'm Ella. And it's Scorpio season. <laughs> Alexa's in her prime. In my prime. So excited. Uh, yeah. I mean, and also we're in a Bones Day era. It's been like three Bones Days in a row. You're welcome. Uh, Hell yeah. I'm just going to take credit for that on behalf of all Scorpios. I don't know. <laughs> you are the reason that it is a Bones Day. Yeah, the Scorpios were like, we love this pug. Pug will have bones. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They will be productive. We give the pug bones. I don't know the uh, the magic behind Noodles and his bones. No one does. That is exactly the magic. Um. Okay, so it is less than a week to Halloween. Woo-woo! It's kind of a... I've not done nearly enough spooky things. I. It feels like a very odd year um just in general like like last halloween obviously was kind of weird but i was super hyped for for it because like i was gonna do my own thing we didn't do costumes which we won't do again for money reasons and stuff which is something that i think i realized this year where it was like you know, we always trash on people who, like, don't do costumes, and it's like, it's a lot of money to get a costume together, even if you, like, thrift it and try mm-hmm. to put it together, and I don't think that's something that enough people think about. Like, maybe you really just don't have the money to, like, go out, or the time to go out and, like, put a costume together. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Halloween pajamas, so I'm fine with that. And I will do. Yeah, I told Kayla when they come over, I was like, bring comfy clothes because we're just gonna sit around and watch like scary movies and play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I've told people at work that I'm doing the same thing I did last year, which was an elementary school rainy day pizza party. Um, <laughs> exactly. Because it's, it's that. You have like pizza and like shitty cookies and candy and you just watch Over the Garden Wall and various other movies that are exactly. for Halloween and you listen to music and you carve a pumpkin and it's a grand time like I think that's the thing like you don't have to go all out for Halloween for it to be a good Halloween yeah I mean you just do fun things with people you like and that's kind of all you need mm-hmm. and also there's the weird thing of that I'm very frustrated about that it took like like, all of the Halloween stuff is supposed to be on the boats outside of my house, meaning, like, the giant wall of cargo ships that are in the beach in front of my house-ish, a couple blocks. Mm-hmm. But apparently all the Halloween stuff is there, and that's why there was such, like, a little display of wow. Halloween things. And yet, Christmas fucking made it. What are they going to do with all the Halloween stuff now? I That's what I asked. I was like, can I buy it? Can you just put it on the shelves, like, in January when there's no more holidays? Yeah, can we just get it super discounted? Or I'll even pay normal price for it. I don't care. But, like, if you sell it, I will buy it. Please give me. Yeah, but no, that's, I totally you know, get it. That's how we got to where it was, like, October 10th and all of the Halloween stuff was gone and Christmas was already out on the on the shelves. Because yeah, October was done by like it. the end of August. 
They're yeah, and they're also but like the weirdest thing was that my Michaels didn't get things until like the end of August and then by the like beginning of October it was all gone. Still. Like, yeah, they were like, sorry, we're not getting anything, get anything else in there. So annoying. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what's up with that. Just celebrate whatever. That's why I say it's kinda weird because there wasn't it feels like there just really wasn't like a lot of time given to Halloween this year from like the mm-hmm. world. I don't but know. But that's what we're here for. We're here to give Halloween the time it deserves. Because we're Halloween twenty four seven three sixty five. Always. I mean that's what we do. We're literally here for spooks and scares. Like spooks and scares and creepy men. <laughs> and creepy men, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of which Updates in the Gabby Petito case. Yeah. Brian Laundrie is pronounced dead, whether or not Josh believes that or to be true or not. <laughs> <laughs> I had to explain Josh to him what dental easy. records were because he was legit like, he pulled out his teeth. He pulled out his teeth and he's hiding. <laughs> um, he's just there without teeth. <laughs> God. I know that people are like, people being the family's lawyer um who's very professional and qualified at his job um oh yes is very tired of people speculating everything so i'm not going to throw my quinn what is the word uh uh, your hat in the ring my my um particular brand of skepticism into this case (laughs) I don't want to deal with that. I have no money to give anyone, so therefore I'm not going to deal with this. But uh, there's That's a fair. lot of weird things, and a lot of people seem to think in the same direction that I do, and a lot of other people do, and I am actively waiting for more information, but I am kind of preparing to never know anything. Yeah, I know you were talking to me and you were like, we just have to be okay with the fact that we're never going to know what happened. And I was like, I can't do that. I know. No. You were like, I need answers. And it's like, honestly, we may never know. I've heard, I've heard some people speculate about deals being made and information getting buried or whatever. I, it was confirmed that the police did put cameras facing the laundry home after Brian went missing to see if maybe he was actually missing or not, or if he came back. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they were about to open up the reserve to the public, and the parents decided to go for a look um, the day before that happened, and their lawyer messaged the police saying that they were going to go, and the police were like, cool, thanks for letting us know. And apparently there was FBI and reporters present when the family was in the park, but not directly with them or necessarily looking at them the whole time. But um, Chris Laundrie, which is Brian's father, found a dry bag in an area he had told them that Brian may be because he camps there, which was like two to three miles or a 45 minute walk from the entrance of the park. Uh, I don't remember what exactly was in there, but some of Brian's things. And then in a different area, they found a journal that is 
very damaged due to the water as well as skeletal remains. Um, and they're trying to salvage the journal to see what happens. But, you know, if the parents never talk and if we never get anything from that journal, if it's just too far gone, we're never really going to know what happened. I hate that. I do too. It's not. We, we do. We've been doing this for over a year and it never gets any better not knowing what happens. Yeah. And it's just so like, this is probably the first case that's been covered so widespread that we have witnessed ourselves. There's been a, like a lot of things are, don't get picked up and covered. And like, there's been a lot of missing bodies that have been found since like three months that people have been watching for Gabby and it's no one is talking about those there and are at least nine that I've seen I think of so just people found six, yeah. six to nine people that were that were found not alive um and so but you know no one's talking about those uh the invitation is still open. If there's something going on in your local area and no one's talking about it, send it our way and we'll look into it. Yes, please. We'll do what we can. But We're here so to that's, help from our little research station. Yeah, our little tippy-typey desk areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all I have on the Gabby Petito for now. But we will keep updates coming, and then maybe at some point, after this is blown over a little bit, we'll do an episode. Well, I think we need to have more information. Plus, this thing has been it's so covered right now, so it's like, it'd be a while. It's a yeah, while. Yeah, we've got to wait for it to blow over a bit. Um, and then other news, Robert Dersh, what, who was convicted of a murder from, like, from his... Forever ago. Killingly is now charged again for murder of his wife, and so that's an ongoing thing. And then Alex Murdoch was in trial, but I haven't really had <laughs> enough time to look into everything that's going. I know there hasn't been a ton of movement. He's appeared in court and then gone back. I know I think he was denied bail. So I think he's still in police custody. I really need to know what happens with that case because it's so fucking whack to me. Yeah, that's crazy. But it's been a long enough intro, 10 minutes. We don't normally do them this long anymore. Um, we had some news. We got news. Yeah, there was there was news. This true crime fucking world has been nuts lately. Yeah. But um, um, we're taking it easy today. There's been a lot going on in our worlds, as has been. So also, it's Halloween, so it's, you it's know what? It's the week before Halloween. We're going to come up with a new thing that Ella worked on for Tuesday. Next Tuesday, not Woo-hoo! this one. Um, and then we're also doing another episode recording tomorrow that we've been trying to do for a while. So we've got a lot going on podcasty wise and a lot of stuff going on in our just day-to-day lives. Plus Alexa got her booster shot today and is feeling a little tired. Yeah, and, and I've got eight. a bit of a headache. So today is gonna be certainly interesting. So, so that's why we're taking it easy. We're taking it easy. We're giving you some spooky stories. Hell yeah we are. Plus a listener story. Cause we have Plus a listener story. Woo! We have a listener story. So exciting <laughs> We've been saving it because we wanted to get more, but we were just like, this person's probably been waiting for us to read it, so we shall. Yeah, and you know, it's Halloween. What a better time to do it. Yeah, so do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? 
Um, it depends, because I only have one story, so do you want me to drop it in the middle, or like... Maybe the middle. Okay, let's do that then. Okay, okay, so this one comes from Slugbug. Love that. Floodbug? Slugbug, with three Gs. Solid. <laughs> nice. Um, and it's titled, My Winnebago Story. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I don't, God, Winnebago's, like, terrify me, and I'm about to move to the woods. Not happy. Oh my gosh, you are. We really need to do a cryptids episode in honor of you. In honor of my new home that I will be going towards. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. But I'm basically Washington, so, like, because I, like, I don't really know how much Portland gets in, like, Oregon cryptids. Or if I should just be like <laughs> the the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it's a bit of both. We just the Pacific Northwest. Okay, so here I go. Okay. I was born and raised in upstate New York, wedged between Eighteen Mile Creek and Lake Erie. I've always felt this area to be heavily saturated in spiritual energy. Sometimes scary, sometimes blessed. Nonetheless, I've experienced a great number of positive cryptids and or spirits throughout the years I've spent here. This particular encounter took place when I was about 18 or about 7 years ago. I didn't yet have a car or a bike, and I traveled by foot to and from my friends' houses. I had made peace with the inherent spookiness of walking around more country-slash-suburban-slash- Poorly lit roads at night. Yeah, I feel that Love one. that. Feel that. Yep. Um, mine and Ella's <laughs> hometown is the filming location of all of the Halloween franchise movies. All of the Halloween franchises. It be yep. dark. It's so dark. It be fucking dark. dark over here. So, yeah. We're one of those towns that, like, relies on the neighborhood watch to keep track of things, which is poor planning in itself. Yeah. But, like, our streetlights barely idea. work as it is. So, you know, yeah, not fun. There, And also, we live near, um, well, also native land. And also, if you remember our haunted hometown episode, we live near an arroyo where a lot of things live and come out of. Most of the time, coyotes. But, you know, you never know. You never know. Okie dokie. Certain areas of the woods I'd passed had more haunting auras than others. The night of this encounter, I wasn't alone. I had a friend with me, which allowed me to put my guard down slightly more than normal. We were tired. It was probably about 12 a.m. or later, headed towards her house, which was nestled on a cliff above the creek. We were approaching her road in, in the home stretch. At the intersection of these two roads, there laid a notorious abandoned house. All the teenagers of the area busted in and performed their dumb 18-year-old seances and or smoked Of course. Yeah, both sound accurate. Yeah. The house was tucked back a bit behind a fat bottom pine tree, bushes and flowers, and had a wraparound porch. I could see it, but the light didn't cut quite through the trees. My attention wasn't particularly drawn to it that night, but I suddenly just stopped and looked, having a weird feeling. My friend was about to ask why I stopped when she then turned to see what I saw. 
on the porch. We I don't see, like it. On the porch, we see a large figure hunched over something. Looked like it was eating no. whatever it was hunched over. The squatting figure looked human at first. Then the shadow was over it. I'm uncertain what was underneath it, though. The hunched figure suddenly stopped. It must have felt our eyes on it. It looked me dead in the eyes. I see now it's got a large rack of antlers and a deer's head. It stands up, having a large, almost buff yet slender, male human-looking torso and human arms and a large, tall, also beefy deer legs. I hate that. <laughs> um, I don't it, like where this is going. Immediately after eye contact, it leaps with great speed over the porch railing and makes a beeline into the woods. The sound of its hoods on the ground still unsettled me and the sheer speed and power. I reach for my knife, good on you for carrying one, mm -hmm. and handed my friend a spare. Knives flaring, we walked back to back for just one more block to her house, the most terrifying walk of my entire life. All the while, we were hearing branches snap in what felt like a stereo all around us. Even the wind picked nope. up where there had where there had been none before. We made it back to her house safely, where we attempted to sleep. Probably the funniest cherry on top was that I slept, laid eyes wide open on all hours for all hours of the night and morning on her couch underneath a mounted deer head. I hate this. Thank you. Super fun. Super fun. Super fun. Super fun. <sighs> well, never fuck with Winnebago's. I and mean, if you see run, see one run. There we go. I mean, I don't know what running would necessarily do for you. They're supposed to be very fast. Um, I did. Oh, they're see... definitely faster than you, but there's literally nothing you could do. Um, I yeah, I did see one. Um, like one comment being like, "Well, Winnebago's actually aren't supposed to have." antlers and deer heads so i don't know what that one was about um which is also true we talked about that it's something that it, yeah, like kind of just took we off. need to also take in the fact that these are just fucking cryptids man yeah. we don't know shit we don't know anything that's the native or indigenous legend and it very well could have been a winnebago the other option is that it was not a Winnebago and was something else out there in the woods that looked sort of like one. Yeah, something else tall, lanky, creepy, and looks like a deer. Mm hmm Speaking of which, the horror movie Antlers comes out on October 29th. I did. On Friday, I did see that. Which um, is about Winnebago's, I believe. I think it's supposed to be. Yellow? Yeah. <laughs> did you hear me? Something about a different Reddit thread. Yeah, I found it because I was trying to find the story that I had seen. Um, because like I have all these paranormal ones, but I did find like a creepy, um, human one that ended up being fine. Ooh. Um, but I can't find it now, so I can't like credit the person with it. And then when I was looking, Can you go through your history. Uh, no, because I was on Google. I mean, like, guess let me mm. look. Okay, so it, come, it came from Suitology, okay? Suitology, okay. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so I live in a small cul-de-sac in the middle of nowhere. The next nearest neighborhood is over four miles away. One night, a Damn. few years ago, we got over a foot and a half of snow overnight. So far from the main roads and on the weekend, I knew that our roads would be one of the last to get plowed for quite some time. Uh, I went out to my back deck to look at the snow and the draped trees and the still heavily falling flurries and take some pictures when I noticed footprints leading to my back door and then turning around and leaving. Nope. Oh, I hate that. I looked and saw that they came from my neighbor, my neighbor's side and thought that just one of their kids was playing a joke as my sledding tube on the railing was also popped. I decided to wait till later Great. as it was too early to call their parents. I went on Facebook and after scrolling for a bit, I noticed one of my neighbors closer to the entrance posted, did someone knock for me or something at my back door? I immediately... I don't like this. <laughs> I immediately this called This feels her. very stalkery. I don't know if it's stalkery, but it's definitely, like, creepy. Um, so I immediately call her, talked, and told her, I have an idea. I called the first house at the entrance and told him what was going on. He went and checked, and sure enough, the footsteps were outside of his backyard, too. Everyone started calling Ooh. everyone else. I, I called the family at the far end, and they told me they didn't have any footsteps. Then I get a call from my next-door neighbor. She called the woman that lives next to the end of the street. She said that there were footprints that led to her door, but none that led away. Ooh, nope. Nope, nope, nope. We already called the police but this point, by this point, but now we called them back and said this is an emergency. They told us the roads are still all unplowed and they can't send a plow truck to clear the way as they are privately owned companies. The woman in the house is losing it, so one of the husbands, who was a huge bear of a man across the road from her, texted her to say that he was going to come and invite her over. He came, and she left with him. We put up one of the guy's live feed motion recording hunting cameras facing all of, her, all of the exits of her house. Nothing came out. Around 7 p.m., a plow truck finally comes, as well as three cop cars. The couple she was staying with and her go back to her house and stood in the doorway as the police searched. They found nothing. She begged them to keep looking, so they went back down there and they did. Two of the cops went into the basement again. This time, only one came back up. Um, he took her to the side room, and we could hear hysterical crying. By now, we're all out on the front of her house. Me and a few of yeah, the other guys... Yeah, know what the fuck's happening. I'm sorry, yeah. If, if the whole neighborhood is, like, calling and we know something went into her house, I'm out there. Literally. I am nosy as yeah, fuck. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> nosy as fuck <laughs> from a distance. Don't talk to me. Exactly. We need to know what happens. It's our neighbor. Like, we're yeah. curious. Um... Me and a few of the other guys started towards the door when several police confronted us. They told us they found someone hiding under a cover opening in the stairwell that she didn't even know existed. A few minutes later, a scruffy man screaming and kicking came out in cuffs and was led away. 
In his little camp out, they had found blankets she had just cleaned and put away in the room next to hers. Ooh! She stayed in other houses for a long time before going back, and even when she did, she wouldn't stay alone. She sold the house the next summer. I can't say I blame her. And that is why you always lock your doors. Yep. We've all learned that lesson by this point. Just fucking lock your doors because you never know what's out God, there. I know. My freaking my freaking worst nightmare to have. Like, you know, like all Ugh. those videos of like people living in your like air vents and coming out while you're asleep and eating your food. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Hate it. <laughs> the worst. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Okay. So I have okay. another. It's fairly short. And then I then you can go and then I'll read the listener story. Heck yeah, let's do this. Okay, so this comes from Leedy. Leedy? Because it's L with a bunch of E's and a D with a bunch of E's. So Leedy. 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 And I just want to say I hate this story. Oh, short and scary. Love it. Bring it on. Okay. I've told a couple of my other happenings on here before, but I keep forgetting about this one. One day my car broke... Wait, this is the wrong one. Okay, hang on. <laughs> I don't need Sorry, this one. Sorry, This one was a woman in white situation. It didn't end up being that scary. I'll save it for another day. We always have more Hobo Stew episodes ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then this one actually comes from Lawyers, Guns, and Mummy. 90. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I hate this story. It's terrible. Okay, let's jump into it. Okay, we bought our house a few years ago and didn't start having any issues until about six months in. The house itself was built in 1970, so it isn't too old. But there's a small graveyard containing six graves in the backyard. That's very specific. And that's, a, you know, maybe maybe that's the bigger issue rather than the age of your house. Perhaps. <laughs> the fact that there's a graveyard in you the know, back? perhaps. That could be the reason for the spookiness. I don't know. Seems weird. Moving on. Seems weird right. to be Seems like, suspicious. Huh, all these people were buried outside their house, but I now own it, and they seem to be having an issue. So weird. <laughs> okay, first thing that happened was small, and I didn't think much of it. My kids were all outside, but I clearly heard one of them say, Mommy? from across the house. I walked over to the other side and didn't see anyone. I called out a few times and went back to ask my husband if he heard anything. He said he hadn't, and I figured I'd just imagine the whole thing. A few weeks later, the kids were all at school, and I was alone in the house. This time, I heard a child laugh. Fuck no. Yeah, Ella doesn't doesn't like laughing kids. (laughs) I don't like kids in general. Laughing kids is just worse. I don't like children ghosts. Because they're not normally (laughs) children ghosts. Yeah, because normally there's something worse. It sent chills down my spine and I was terrified. I checked through the other side of the house again, and again there was nothing. I texted my husband as he was at work. He said it was creepy and to just avoid that side of the house. Uh, what? You can't just avoid a side of your house. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also want to know, like, what is in that side of the house? Like, what are you telling me to just not go into? Is that 
Does that include our bedroom? Is that a child's room? Is there my office? What's in that part of the house? A long time passed before it happened again. This was about a month ago and the worst mimic yet. I was alone in the house again watching TV when I heard my husband's very distinct clearing of his throat followed by a cough. The sound came from the basement, which follows the whole length of our house. Our house is a ranch style. And it came from the same side of the house that I had heard all the other mimics before. I freaked out and I called him. And he basically told me to leave, afraid someone had broken in. But the thing is, it was his voice. It was the exact way I hear him clear his throat every day. Identical. Either I'm losing it, or we have a mimicking ghost. You've got a mimicking ghost. You've got a fucking Jabberjay in your house. A freaking Jabberjay? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I mean, there are weirder things. Uh, that's terrifying to me. I think that's like, because I think aside from like the fact that Winnebago's are so fast and silent, like that's the bigger issue I have, that they mimic things that you, mm-hmm. like people that you are around or that. other things. Like I do not care for a mimic. And so I guess perhaps depending upon, um... Where, because it's all coming from one side of the house. So my question is, what side of the house is it? And do you live by woods? Because maybe it's just that's the side that like is the woods, and you're dealing with that more than a ghost. But you know, who or knows? maybe something is like buried under your house on that side of the house. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Like I like a ranch style house, but now I don't know. <laughs> but not this one. Not this ranch <laughs> I don't style like house. This one. And also, the Conjuring house was a ranch style. So, I don't know. Oh, that's true. And I think it recently got sold for, like, a a good amount to somebody. Well, now everyone knows about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised Zach Bacons didn't try to buy it. Honestly. That man, I can't. Okay. So, my story is posted by Flora Bora. Um... And let's get into it. Uh, the thing is, I didn't believe in past lives so long ago, but things started to get weird when my own family began comparing me with my great-great-grandfather. Her daughter, my grandma, and my mom told me several times that not only did I look like him, but that I thought like him. I have only gone to his house a couple of times, but every time I have felt the strange connection to the shelter in the backyard. Uh, when I asked my mom about it, did I read this or did I just, like, did I read this on the podcast or did I just read this on Reddit? You must have just read this on Reddit because I'm the one that handled the past lives. Unless, did I read this in the past lives episode? I don't know. We cannot remember. Fuck. Okay, I can't read this one. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you want to read it And because we were like, I don't know if we we read this or not? <laughs> no, I've got more stories. Okay, Hang on. that's fine. Okay, so we're going to tell the listener's story now. Ella, do you want to come up with a fake name? Nope. I can't be put on the spot like that. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, zombie Bones? <laughs> yes, please do Zombie Is Bones. Zombie bones we got to go with Zombie Bones. I just got done watching The Conjuring 3, so I might as well share, 
I might as well share this while it's hot on my brain. I will keep my uptown foolery to a minimum, but I apologize in advance, maybe. (laughs) Anyway, this is my story of how I participated in an exorcism. I was either 16 or 17 when this happened, so it was either 2011 or 12. I was living in my hometown, and my friends and I decided we wanted to go to a church in town known at the time for being very focused on millennial outreach. Um, Also, their services were at night, so I didn't have to get up early for church. The ritual nature of the majority of white evangelical churches precedes opening music worship announcements, oh, churches. closing worship music. Yeah, I'm, I am aware of this process. At the end, mm-hmm. uh, at the end during the closing worship, people could go up to people to get prayer for whatever. So my best friend felt like he wanted to receive prayer. The music ended and people started clearing out, but my best friend, who we'll just call B, B Buddy, okay, B Buddy, let's do it. Okay, um, was still receiving prayer. I think I went to retrieve him, but no other people were getting prayer at that point. Just him. He was crying because he felt bad for pleasuring himself, since our churches love to shame any form of sex. However, any form of self-enjoyment, anything, anything that makes you happy. Anything that makes you happy is just bad. Um, I'm sure they shit on bread, too. I don't think they can shit on bread because it's the body of Christ. But, like, then why are you giving me this really bad wafer of a cracker? I don't. They're so gross, aren't they? I don't know why you think Jesus would make that his body, but I can tell you, <laughs> I don't think he's stale and bland. And if he is, yeah. I don't know why you're trying to sell that to other people. Here's the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's the most driest shit thing you'll ever eat. You're going to need so much water after this. Or wine, because we only have wine. And I know we talk about, like, you know, drinking and all that no but i know like we're not like we should you should just stay dry but even kids can drink this wine because that makes (laughs) sense sorry sorry zombie bones i'm i got off topic okay we'll get back to it once he admitted that at that point he wasn't exactly himself anymore He was totally out of it. He was staring blankly into the air above him, half gasping and half mumbling, hands open. I thought he was having an intense moment with Big Dog Almighty, but this was something entirely different. Big Dog Almighty. (laughs) Big Dog Almighty. (laughs) I think I like that better than Sky Daddy. (laughs) Big Dog Almighty is the new Sky Daddy. Is the new Sky Daddy. Um, Then he dropped like a rock, face first, onto the concrete floor. Seizures started coming. Uh, Now, seizures are one easy thing to deal with, but not when it's accompanied by incessant babbling. I had no fucking clue what was happening at this point, and I think I was in shock. My other friends came over to see what was happening, and that's when the guy who was praying for B-Buddy told one of them to go get the pastor now. Picture an oh, elder millennial, cis, straight, lean, white hipster form of a conservative from a conservative town. 
Do you have the mental image of this man? That's what the listener yeah. is asking. <laughs> Yet that mm-hmm. that's what the pastor looked like. Of course, that doesn't matter at all, but I gotta paint a picture. He's, he kneels down to Bee Buddy and starts trying to address him by saying his name. A beat of time passes, but the silence was broken by a quiet but ever-fucking power, which was laughter. Oh, shit. No, thank you. Everyone's demeanor shifted. Pivoted, if you will. Recognizing the situation he was in, the pastor then asked who he was speaking to. Bee Buddy, in a scratchy, gravelly, mid-tone voice, responded with fear. I hate this. Uh, zombie bones, what? The pastor clarified that he was speaking to fear, and that made fear laugh. Um, mm, yeah. Not fun. Mind you, Bee Buddy is still face down on the ground while all of this is happening, and my other buddies and I keep staring, sharing looks, softly screaming, what the fuck's happening? What else are you supposed to do? So the pastor placed a hand onto Bee Buddy's back and started saying, Well, fear, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But before he could even finish, fear had Bee Buddy's body shaking super violently. The pastor asked us all to hold Bee Buddy down so he wouldn't get hurt. And it took the full strength of all four of my friends and I to keep him down. B-Buddy had about the same amount of strength of an average, of an everyday non-athletic team, but fierce strength was a whole other beast. The pastor resumed his prayers, stating, while fear convulsed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I cast you out from B-Buddy. You have no authority here. B-Buddy is a child of God, and nothing you can do can harm him. Fear shrieked the entire time he was speaking, and did for a while, while the pastor kept repeating similar rhetoric, all in the name of Jesus. Finally, the screaming stopped, and Bee Buddy still remained laying there, showing he had experience in these matters, was, which was huge news to the 16-year-old me. The pastor asked <laughs> if any other demons were still present inside of Bee Buddy. Demons? Question mark? Exclamation point? Question mark? <laughs> he like, said demons? Yep. My whole <laughs> view of reality was changing before my eyes. Another spine-freezing voice emerged. This voice called itself worthlessness, or something like that. The fact that I remember so much And this is all so just because surprised... B-Buddy was trying to have fun with himself. I guess. Um, oh, B-Buddy. Or that was just the thing that made him go ask for help I guess <laughs> the fact that I remember so okay. much surprises me a bit even though I know I'll never forget this event I was in so much shock following the same process that the pastor took through fear it did the same to cast out worthlessness and eventually it worked of course there were still more demons in total I think we ended up casting out six I think there was fear, worthlessness, guilt, and something related to sexual perversion, anger, and I don't remember the last one. I was an absolute wreck by the end of it because this is my best friend for my whole life, going through whatever the hell this hell was. Finally, at some point, the evil spirits inhabiting Bee Buddy stopped speaking, 
The constant laughter and violent shaking and intensity all came to a halt, and we had our bee buddy back. He was utterly exhausted. Um, I had to be the poor oh, schmuck who had to call his parents and tell him that their son had been possessed, but he's all better now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, How did that conversation uh, go over? Oh, Jesus. God, don't even that conversation. I, <laughs> what? Um, Zombie Bones, I need to know how this conversation went down. Um, okay. They freaked out, as any reasonable parent would, but they were really calm and helpful when they came to get him. Uh, B-Buddy doesn't remember much from that experience that I know, but he remembered the utter peace he felt when it was over, I think. Sadly, this wasn't the only time he got possessed. I was his roommate years later, and he got possessed when I was the only other person in the apartment. Oh, Jesus. I tried to mimic what the pastor had done, and it worked for a few minutes until the demon started calling me pathetic. I got a pastor friend of ours in the area to help me again. He was okay, but the pastor wanted him to go to the ER just to be safe. So, here's the part where people You know, you are... get exercised, you get those demons out of you, you go to urgent care and see if everything's okay. I mean, you don't know what happens in there. I don't want to know what happens in there. <laughs> Pray we never find out. Uh, so here's the part where people are going to call bullshit on all of this. After he was put on a 72-hour hold, B-Buddy ended up at a psychiatrist later and was diagnosed with having a minor form of schizophrenic episodes. Of course, someone's going to say that these possessions were actually just schizophrenic moments, but I wouldn't be upset if they said that. Um, I think they're both right and wrong, though. I have seen other schizophrenic episodes he's had that didn't result in possessions like this. Um, one of them resulted in him trying to unalive himself, but wasn't possessed when that happened. Jeez. Mm-hmm. The episodes occur when he... Buddy's having a rough life. Has, he's got a lot going on. The episodes occur when he gets into moments of a sudden deep depression, and it's at those moments where he either gets possessed or doesn't. I've only seen it happen three times. Um, I believe in the there third time... There was a third time, time? I guess so. I believe the third time I actually managed to exercise him by myself. Because there was only one demon. Zombie Bones the Exorcist over here. Yeah, he got he got a pass and only had to do three times because he knows the Pope. <laughs> you guys don't know what that See, means, but we... Yeah, we, we're going to cut the story out and nobody's going to know. <laughs> but we read uh, A No Sleep before it became too silly, and that was part of the story, so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> they got a three-year pass because they knew the Pope. You knew the Pope? I'm sorry, you knew the Pope. I'm sorry. Um, okay, science proves that what happens in our, in our reality, its job isn't necessarily to discredit religion. Sometimes science does discredit things within religion. Sometimes it can even strengthen faith. The latter happened with me in this case. I truly believe that because B-Buddy lives his life to spread love, and because his episodes leave him vulnerable, demons and dark spirits target him. 
person that can easily use some scientific definition to dispute the possessions, and I believe the demons know that, so they have the opportunity to hide behind the mental illness when it strikes. I think yep, it, that sounds about right. I think it also doesn't help that B-Buddy became a pastor as well. They don't like that. Take a look at lore <laughs> and religion all over the world, and you'll see spirits and demons trying to defeat righteous people. So, yeah, I saw my first exorcism when I was 16 or 17. I've had demonic attacks in my dreams since, but I, it was nothing more than, like, an intensely scaring dream. I honestly thank God for letting me experience these events because I feel like they showed me proof of their existence and proof of existence beyond our reality. Watching demon possession movies sometimes hits me with traumatic memories, but usually it leaves me feeling strangely reassured, even if it also leaves me feeling uneasy. I know I'm safe, and I know I'm equipped to make at least a big dent in a demon's plan if I encounter another possession. Weird how life never goes as you expect it to, huh? Thanks, girls. <laughs> Zombie bones. Zombie bones. <laughs> That was wild. That's a lot. That's a lot. That was wild. Right there. I'm learning so much today. So much today. Um, okay. So, yeah, um, lock your doors. Don't, um, stare at creepy things on porches in the woods. Um, Mm -hmm. don't listen to mimics and avoid half of your house because that seems to be the bad area. And like you know, your <laughs> yeah. Your let's just figure just out what's happening like, in the house. Out. There was an update, but um, the update basically just said they were moving, and then she went to pack up more boxes and heard cat meowings, and she didn't think anything of it until she remembered that she had already moved the cats to the new house, and then she left. <laughs> so I She's don't like, have. Wait, we don't have cats here. Yeah, but I could easily understand that whole like, oh, it's just the cats. But they were coming from the mm-hmm. bad area of the house. Just the fact that you would have a bad area of the house is a little concerning to me. No, I don't I don't like mimicking. Thank you. Thank you, no. Please don't. <laughs> Thank you. No thanks. Thanks. No thanks. Check me out of here. <laughs> you can't leave the Hotel California. Um <laughs> well I'm leaving. I'm going to Oregon. No. And then you get uh, to go deal with all the cryptids in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, no, thank you. But we'll have to drive at night in that situation oh, or early fuck. morning. Forgot about that. Um, and then if you have a friend who gets possessed, do what be with the zombie bones do, and uh, stick it out and do all of that stuff. Just fucking help exercise them, I guess. I guess so. Um, and then if you have your own listener stories, um, you can send them to us at NoBrainScaredPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to do more of these. That was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, um, you tell them the other thing. And you can find us on Instagram at nope underscore um underscore scared. Follow us, like us, shoot us a DM. We're always happy to chat with you guys. Um, then, of course, I think that's it. rate, review, and follow wherever if that's available to you. And in terms of the YouTube channel we talked about doing, Josh, my fiance, is working on a new banner for it. So it's like, it exists, but nothing's posted yet. So you may not be able to find us on there. 
It is our work in progress. It, it is very much a work in progress. So, but once it's up, oh boy, is it going to be great? It's it's going to be. I mean, the banner will look fantastic. <laughs> just the banner. That's all you've got hope for. <laughs> well, because everything else is just going to be our typical episodes with maybe some extra treats thrown in there, perhaps. I don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, Perhaps. Well, we told you the things, and uh, happy Terrified Tuesday. Happy Happy Terrified Tuesday. Halloween. We'll see you on um, the Day of the Dead. Um, Next time, okay. All right. Be safe out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.